0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com. The Radio Plus mobile app and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks remain lower. This update brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek. Access the opportunities. The S and P 500 index down 12 now to 2,035, a drop of six tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 112 points, a drop also of six tenths of one percent. Nasdaq down 41, a drop of nine tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 332 seconds, yield 1.84 percent. Gold down 1790 the ounce to 1256, a drop of 1.4 percent. Crude oil unchanged now down one cent 4818 a barrel on West Texas. Texas Intermediate, a drop there of less than 0.1%. I'm Charlie Pellett. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Brexit. Yes, there is a referendum scheduled for June the 23rd in the United Kingdom to find out whether the United Kingdom will remain part of the European Union. Here to tell us more about Brexit, but also about Europe in general and perhaps a growing fatigue in Germany. I want to welcome John Micklethwaite. He is editor-in-chief of Bloomberg Editorial. John, thank you very much for coming in. Just give us the outline of your piece because you speak about this growing fatigue at the heart of Europe. What does that mean?
1: Well, there was an element of, in this piece of being a kind of postcard from a place. I went to, um, I went to Berlin and what struck me, not having been there for about a year and a half, was just that sense of tiredness. And it's partly that Merkel has been... The leader for a very long time. But Angela Merkel, the chancellor, yeah. and but it's also actually just a sense of exasperation. I think the, the Germans have been trying to lead Europe in a very reluctant way, anyway, and the rest of Europe, Europe hasn't been very helpful. And you look at those two big crises which dominate Europe. Put Brexit to one side. The two big crises of the euro and the migrants. And on the euro, you know, the Germans look around um, Europe and somewhat hypocritically because they haven't done much. They think how little structural reform has been done in places like France. They get cross about the fact that the Italians are trying to sort out things that they should have done years ago. And they feel continually as if they're the people writing the checks. Now, that, that, there is hypocrisy in that. The, the Germans have done very well out of the euro. On the migrants, I think the sort of bitterness is greater because the, there's Germany, there's Angela Merkel. She's kept this whole show on the road she has Germany's helped Eastern Europe, places like that, hugely. And the one time she turns to them and says, please, please help. Please help me with this million refugees. Because if you look at that million refugees across the whole of Europe, you should be able to absorb it. That one time, m- nobody will play ball. And so Germany just feels worn out a bit.
2: Well, yeah, the other uh, part of this, of course, is, I mean, lo- there's so much... If you look at Greece and Germany, for example, and you mentioned something that has probably fallen off the radar screen just a little bit, and that is uh, the Greek parliament yes. having to decide on some important measures. A couple of years ago, we followed every twist and turn out of Greece. But if it, the, the, the intensity at the height of all that, there, were, there was some nasty stuff going back and forth Very between nasty. the Greeks and the Germans that harken back to World War II.
1: There is always that narrative, and I do think there, is, um, there was an element in 2012 particularly that that weighed on Angela Merkel. I remember going to see her, and I think the sort of general background at the time was you, you had Greece in all kinds of trouble, but Greece which had not paid its bills, and you had a very strong faction in Germany, led, I think, by Mr. Schäuble, the, the finance minister, saying, enough is enough, we've got to cut them off. But what I think panicked her was those images of Albanians being rounded up, of the the element that another Balkan tragedy could begin and once again Germany would be part of it. I think Germany's moved on from that now and they think, well, if Greece does go down the tubes, it really is probably more more the fault of the Greeks than it is of us. But they're still reluctant to let it happen. So this Sunday the Parliament will vote again and there's a sort of fudge in place. And the fudge basically is that the IMF has been sitting there and rather heroically and correctly pointing out two things. One is that Greece cannot repay its debts in the long term. It's just got too many of them. And secondly, that it's not going to hit its primary budget surplus target in 2018. And the fudge is that the Germans, who do not want um, to offer any debt relief, will put up with some kind of version where the debts get put off for slightly longer, but no, no nominal things taken down, and they will accept some of the more heroic forecasts, the Greeks, It'll go through, but may, or maybe it won't. Maybe this time the Greeks will get cross. But at least the the fudge is that this will go through Parliament, that Germany and the IMF will sign off on it, and then there'll be more money um, agreed for Greece later, and the whole thing can continue. And that is all oh, maybe better than the alternative, which is Greece going down the tube plug hole. But at the same token, from the German point of view, this is a problem which has never been solved. There's no sign of it being solved. There's nothing happening. France. And I think, is
0: France a ball and chain when it comes to Germany or trouble and
1: strife? I think two things. I think historically France and Germany were the people who drove along the uh, the euro with the British as a somewhat reluctant, rather annoyed, backseat driver, heckling. Um, Now what's happened is that you have, particularly in the shape of Hollande, you have a leader who is barely able to reform anything, and the Germans are just getting bored of it a bit. You know, they, they, Again, there is hypocrisy in this. Merkel actually has not done much structural reform herself. It was all done by Gerhard Stroger, Schroeder, her predecessor. But by any measure, the German economy is a much more competitive outfit than the French economy. The France France has all these issues which it really hasn't begun to tackle, the Labour laws, all the different things, the regulation, and which the Germans know they should do. And it annoys them that the Fran- French haven't done things. And the French tend to hide behind other bits. And it's, again, it's another source of frustration. And actually in this article what I f- speculate is that what might conceivably happen is that Brexit, the very thing that, that Angela Merkel most wants to avoid because she is frightened that if she loses the British as the g- other great liberaliser or as the, not the, the main liberaliser in Europe, she will not get the reforms she wanted. Oddly, if Brexit were to happen, that's just the kind of explosive thing which might just push Germany one last time to go back in there and try and reform the Central European institutions.
2: And of course we are speaking with John Micklethwaite, head of Bloomberg editorial and his Bloomberg view piece, The Growing Fatigue at the Heart of Europe. As a Brit, what, what what uh do you make of the the real possibility that Brexit could happen, although some of the latest polls are showing that where it looked there might be a majority to leave, that has shifted again and now the majority wants to stay.
1: The majority, most of the polls show that the majority wants to stay, sometimes by narrow margins, a couple recently by quite large margins, which have affected the pound. But, and this is a crucial thing, is that none of these polls mean that much unless you begin to overlay them with demographic things. Because the biggest divide in Britain, and I'm quoting numbers, which is about a, ye- a week old, are between the old and the young. And the old, overwhelmingly, around 57%, 60%, want to leave. And the young overwhelmingly want to stay, again around 57-60%. And the interesting thing on this, which is a, just a huge factor, is that the old vote and the young don't. So even if you have polls saying that there is a voting intention to, to stay, you have to add that e- element of, um, of, of cynicism about it or, or worry. Well, and men- also women, actually, interestingly, have yet to make up their mind in well, many cases.
2: The, the video, I'm sure there have been lots like this, of, of Nigel Farage. Uh, he's a former commodity broker, British politician. It was all over YouTube. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of that, that anti-German vitriol you know yeah, the, 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 the germans are too powerful the eu was not set up for germany to dominate it was set up to bring people together what is what is the end game for people in that camp
1: well there's always i mean the britain i grew up in germany was a, a fixation you grew up watching sort of war films dad's army which is a admittedly a very funny comedy about the british home guard during the war that was part of your youth um and and the 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 Germans also have a somewhat irritating habit of repeatedly beating us at football, um, always at the last <laughs> moment on penalties. Um, but all those things, there's always been a subtext and the tabloids are not afraid to have a go at it. The week when I was, I was in Berlin last week and one of the British tabloids came out with a, a sort of headline basically saying that Germany had a veto over what the British could and couldn't do and that Cameron had given into it. And again, that was stoking this. That said, um, I'm still of the opinion that actually Angela Merkel is one of the few people f- who would be a, a voice that Britons, particularly moderate Britons, would listen to. Because basically she, when one of the biggest problems for the Remain campaign is a simple one, is the European Union is a bit of a mess. And amongst all the people you know, who somehow symbolise some degree of efficiency... And ability to work things out. Angela Merkel is, is still, even allowing for the refugee crisis, she is the best possible person you could put forward in that way. So the, the sort of, yes, that there, there are some nasty anti-German things, particularly, I think, to be honest, amongst more elderly people. Young, young, the young seem to care less, not least because you wander around London. London is now one of the most cosmopolitan cities in the, in the world with a lot of Germans there. I was going to ask you about Turkey, but I don't know if you can do it in ten seconds. Turkey is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're down <laughs> to Mr. five seconds. There you go. Mr. Erdogan is an even greater problem. <laughs> no, Turkey, turkey, is, uh, t- turkey is, has done a deal over the refugees um, where it has taken some money in exchange for looking after them, and now it is getting cross with the deal.
2: Well, John McAfee, I think you'll just have to return to taking stock. <laughs> you talk about. We can just talk all the way across we can Europe. Talk Turkey. Yes, we can. Oh, very good. See, he's learned a lot. He's years in the United States. John McLaughlin is the editor in chief for Bloomberg Editorial. I've tweeted out his piece on the fatigue at the heart of Europe. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.